This is episode 45 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. I don't know if we've ever really dialed in on the emotional roller coaster that trading is. And Stephen Johnson. Probably one of the most controversial episodes yet. Right, because Stephen almost quit the podcast. Because, in the words of a broken heart and a busted account. I don't know if we've ever really dialed in on the emotional roller coaster that trading is. Probably one of the most controversial episodes yet. But thankfully, Stephen did come back and come home to us, darlings. So that's what you're going to hear in today's episode. So if you tuned in for the second half of the Tim Grittani interview, don't worry. We'll get back to that next week. But first, let's dip into the listener mailbag. Today's question, what is the most common mistake made by beginning traders? It's not a lack of discipline and too much emotion, is it? So, Stephen, I got a question from Bill from Tallahassee. Uh, He asked, and it's a good question, you know, what is... In your opinion, I know you you are obviously a new trader recently, and you talk to a lot of newer traders from your YouTube and stuff. What is the most common mistake by a beginning trader? Uh, yeah, the by far the most common and by far the biggest, and I made it constantly as well, and you'll make it over and over and over, is trying to be the jack of all trades, no pun intended, and the master of none. So many people try and take on the crazy, crazy uh, world of trading and all of its variables and nuances all at once. And they just get lost and drowned out in it and have random results and they don't focus on mastering one specific pattern. Yeah, our our responses are different but similar. The biggest one I see and longtime listeners of the podcast will probably, you know, know what I'm about to say, or if you're in Stocks to Trade Pro, I talk about it every day. It's just not having a plan. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. if, you, just, if you just see some stock up 20% and you're like, oh, it's going up, I'm going to buy it, or, or even you know, if you're shorting, whatever. But if you don't, you know, why? why? What is the why? What, what is the reason you're trading this stock? And what is your stop? What is your goal? I mean, and we've all been there. But you, I would, you would be amazed, I think, at how many people just click buttons and they're like, well, hopefully it goes up. So, yeah. And, I, and, like, and I, like the one, the one most important thing that I've learned is it, no, it doesn't matter what the ticket is, ticker is or what the situation is, it, what, we're, what we're trading is human emotion and how people react to situations of being hugely in profit or hugely underwater at different times. So, and, and so the same thing tends to happen over and over and over because the human emotion doesn't change and all the psychology books say this. So I would say you have to see the same thing happen in a previous example or in a previous stock and think I'm going to trade it because I've saw this happen before. Then that, that can be a reason, but as long as you've got a reason for it, because that's what we're playing at the end of the day, patterns. Yeah, I totally agree. And that, you know, it's, and that's, I often mention, you know, put yourself in the mindset of everybody else or the guy on the other side of the trade. And I think that is one way for you to kind of build those reps and get better and better at recognizing the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, totally agree. Hey there, steady trade listeners. 
Want to know how guys like Tim Gratani and Tim Bowen followed in the footsteps of Tim Sykes, earning financial security and beyond by day trading penny stocks? Do you want to see if you have what it takes, even if your name isn't Tim? Then why not check out the Timothy Sykes Trading Challenge, where you can be personally mentored by these guys and other successful traders. If you're interested and if you have what it takes, go to timothysykes.com and let them know that you want to work directly with Tim Sykes today. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. Uh, probably one of the most controversial episodes yet, and it's and it's kind of the the inside details to what a lot of people who've been following me on Twitter and following Tim Sykes on Twitter will kind of want to hear. But the good thing about this episode is there's a lot about kind of the controversy, but there's also a lot about. Uh, the lessons that are ingrained within the controversy, the lessons that are ingrained within the experience, and how we can all learn from them and how we can all move forward. Uh, Tim, is there anything to add to that? Not the Tim that I don't like, the Tim that I do like. <laughs> just, just, just joking. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you framed it well. I mean, uh, you know, something that we're going to talk about a lot today is, you know, a, a very important topic, and I don't know. If we've ever, you know, like really kind of focused on this and, you know, and that's the emotional side of trading, um, you know, we, we've talked about and you know, we talk a lot about plans, charts, news, past setups, books, guests. But I don't know if we've ever, you know, really dialed in on the emotional roller coaster that trading is and we have a real time you know we're, we're recording this basically 24 hours <laughs> after a a steven steven had a you know a strong emotional roller coaster and that you know and that's part of trading it's part of life you know um so i th- that I, I think that's our focus for today and i think it's a very powerful topic and i think a lot of a lot of listeners will will appreciate your honesty and yeah, you know, I saw some of the I saw some of the tweets to uh, responses to you, and, and I mean, a lot of people. There was a lot of positivity. There was some negativity, but you know, I focused on the positive ones, and a lot of people said, "Hey, you know, I've been there. You know, I you know, I've 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 given up, or I've been you know, I've given up." Some people were like, "Hey, I've given up multiple times, so I know where you're coming from, Stephen." Now, and and the one thing that I. I think the one thing that's really valuable and the one really newsworthy thing about this episode is a lot of podcasts will push one-way messages and a lot of podcasts will they'll, they'll fire kind of one-way marketing. And what we're doing in this podcast, which is particularly special, is we're saying uh, there was kind of an internal blow-up. And I don't want to dramatize it. It wasn't too big a blow-up. But when you're trading, when things are emotional... Uh, shit can hit the fan and it can get choppy when that shit does hit the fan and in this episode kind of gives the in-depth detail into what happened how it happened why it happened and more importantly the lessons that can be taken away from it so i'd say let's kind of start with uh, uh a timeline why don't we you know so so if you've listened to some of the recent episodes you know, Stephen has kind of been struggling with some big losses recently. 
Um, I've, I've tried to kind of coach him through them and, and talk through them. And, you know, and we finished up last week with, um, you know, I thought, I, last I knew, you know, I, I, fo- I follow your social media. Steven and I talk here and there, but we don't, like, converse every day. So as of, you know, last, last week, end of last week, I thought, okay, and, you know, Steven had a good week. We're grinding back. So let's kind of now replay back to Tuesday morning and kind of talk me through what happened. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I was um, thinking that things were okay. Actually, start start with like last week. So last yeah. week, you were kind of back and forth, but you ended green. So let's kind of yeah. talk about last week and then lead into the yesterday morning. I mean, l- last week, there was a lot of positives. And uh, there was a lot of positives. There was like a, a $700... Uh, green week all in all i was finding some consistency i was finding some consistency in a new strategy of really really shorting the the junk of the junk and waiting for the a grade uh real bad uh junk to rise that had the the 424b's that had the the um enforced s1 and s3's and low volume not enough buyers a ton of sellers it's just basic probability that they're going to go down and I was doing well. I was up about six, seven hundred, and then, typically, as I am, I uh, shorted the top percent gainer of the day. Million pre-market signals. It's going to trade ten, twenty million on the day. 10, 12, 10, 20 million is always going to outweigh any amount of warrants that any stock will have. So the warrants don't even matter. And I got caught in a squeeze. And once, that's funny. I've got Roland Wolf calling. He, he must care about his. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. I'll speak to him after. <laughs> but um, shall we put him on the podcast? I know. Answer it. Yeah. Yeah. I say answer it. Roland. Hello. You're on the Steady Trade podcast, brother. <laughs> it's What's on speaker. Up, how are you doing? I'm t- now I'm on the Steady Trade podcast talking to how about I had an argument with Sykes on the internet and now I nearly blew up my account. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'll give you a call straight after. No worries, dude. That was rolling, everybody. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> Timing. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, basically, I've had some horrendous, horrendous errors, and I, w- I was shorting the low, f- short low float, medium float, high float junk, and the junk is the stuff with the 424Bs, the S1s, the S3s that go into effect, and we're talking 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million shares dilution, and as long as the volume on the day trades three, four, five, six, seven, eight million, it's fine. So as long as it trades three, four, three hundred thousand max pre-market, it's fine. The the selling will always outweigh the buying, right? Uh, the problem was after a few good trades, I didn't. I broke the rules. I broke the pattern. And this is what Sykes will probably say. Uh, I broke the rules. I broke the pattern, and I started. Um, I shorted something with crazy volume. It was a million pre, and I just didn't cut it. And I mean that's that's it. I mean I really really can identify with a good setup. I can really identify where the fundamentals are missing, where there'll be more selling pressure than buying pressure. I can really identify where all the stars align. But sometimes I just do the fuck the total wrong thing impulsively. Well, and you know it kind of goes back to you know in in. In these volatile stocks, you know, particularly penny stocks, low price stocks, you know, the, there's a reason, you know, and, and we're kind of talking about, you know, Sykes and, and his rules. There's a reason you'll hear him say a million times the number one rule is cut losses quickly, you know, because 
the simple fact is you can line up all the stars like you said you did, and if there's enough volume and there's enough buyers, all that stuff just goes out the window and you, and you get run over. You know? Yeah, and I mean, and that's the dangerous thing with the strategies that I'm employing. And, and this is not, it's not really a Tim Sykes strategy at all. This is not what Tim Sykes teaches. Tim Sykes doesn't like showing, he likes buying, he likes tip buying, low flow contract winners, earnings winners. Uh, stocks that have previously been yeah, I don't before. know. You know, again, I don't follow all of his trades, but when it comes to shorting a day one low float stock, uh, I don't know if he's done that in years uh, so. or, or ever in the history of doing it. He's probably never. I don't know if he's done it ever, ever. So, I mean, the the strategy that I've come out with from being in the challenges is really, really, really different to, to what he teaches, uh, and 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 I think. That that is a, a an important part of the challenge that you will you will go into it. You will learn different people's styles from different challenge members, and you will find what works for you or what seems to work for you. And and I mean, my strategy is very different from Tim Sykes' strategy. My strategy is extraordinarily risky, and a lot of people make a lot of money from it. But you you f- have to have the discipline. To cut the loss when one of the stars don't align well, when one one of the variables don't work out, and and I mean this is what happened on Twitter. I mean I saw a lot of comments, uh, and a lot of people, were, a lot of people were kind of like, or some people were. Well, kinda, we'll back up. Remember, yeah. the listeners aren't going to know. So kind of you know, so so you took this big loss. You basically, and I'm paraphrasing. I'll let you summarize, but you basically said you're done trading. Yeah, yeah I mean, as of yeah, I can read the email. I mean, I, I was super frustrated. I, I'd lost some money, and I mean, basically, I, I would, I would, I would. I don't know what the right word is, but what basically happened is for the past year, you could get away with short and low float biotechs, mid float biotechs. You would not really see volume on a runner. I mean, we had like uh, RAKD and stuff like that. We had the really low floats, by around 1,000, 1 mil, 1.5 mil. But you would really not see um, volume of in excess of 10 mil. From, from what I can remember over the past six months before the most recent few months. There, there, were, there were exceptions, but most of the time you could short stock spike in 7 to 10% in the mornings and you'd get away with it. But in the last two months, the market's gone so bullish. It's had so much volume. We've had like like runners that I've never even seen before, like 200%, 300%, 500%. Um, we've seen volume in, in near in 100 million shares traded in the day. And if you're shorting that move, you're absolutely going to get not just, not just stopped out, but destroyed. And you might not even have a chance to stop out. And, and yeah, and I and I totally agree, and that's one of the reasons I why I you know frequently. I mean, I hey, I, I you know you if if you follow my Twitter, you'll see me ranting about these low float short guys. But um, you know the strategy works, but it only works if you have that bullet. I mean, and I'm talking bulletproof discipline. And, you know, hey, none of us are perfect and, and you're growing and evolving as a trader. And I think I think you would say this before I even say this is that 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 discipline aspect of things is is, is something you're you're working on for sure. You know? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, and just just a prerequisite thing. So it just I think so. It's out in the open. So 
And it's this is not Tim Sykes' fault. Because a lot of people are like, Tim Sykes, you should have taught Stephen better. You should have taught him four more better. Uh, what, what Tim Sykes given the challenge was a kind of an overview of a lot of different strategies, and I adopted my own. So once you adopt your own strategy, you're on your own. You need to find the nuances. You need to find what works, what doesn't work. And you will get run over a few times, especially if you're trading a high-risk strategy. Um, uh, but the one thing that Tim Sykes does teach that I really, really didn't listen to is cut losses quickly. I just didn't, I just didn't listen to it. It's his number one rule, and I didn't listen. And, 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 you know, to the listeners, maybe if this is your first episode, I mean, you can kind of go back in the archives and you'll see that, you know, the we well, well we had a the the three episode trilogy of the you know the three big losses that Stephen took and you know you can't play coulda woulda shoulda in trading I I always joke about that I mean if you talk about you know coulda woulda shoulda you're you're gonna go insane in trading but you know if you think back and I think three of those losses I think they were all about five k each. You know, if those were all five hundred dollar losses, where would where would Stephen be mentally today? I think he would be probably a hundred and eighty degrees in a different in a different mindset. So, and, and and yeah, and I mean, this is uh, this is I mean, one of the things that I like about the podcast, one of the things that I hope will continue about the podcast is the is the transparency that comes within the institution. I mean, Tim Sykes was the lead preacher of transparency when I first started. He was the one that inspired me. No matter what I do, I have to do it transparently. And there's been times when I've lost where I've like been like, I do not want to put this shit on YouTube. And I and I'll put it on YouTube. And and for that reason in this podcast, I think it's cool that we can talk transparently about like uh I wouldn't say it was an argument, but there was definitely some heated tension. And uh I mean Tim's Tim's pretty cool. I've met him a couple of times in person. We've hung out in Italy together, we've hung out in Florida together. Uh, I would like to think he's still my friend, even though I kind of messed up a little bit here and there. And I think he messed up a little bit here and there. Well, we'll have to talk about it. <laughs> but um, but I think it's important to talk about things transparently and iron them out and, and iron it out for the the listeners. So basically, the main problem where we had the altercation was, and, and this is a great topic for discussion, is Tim said, you are not following the rules. I told you to do this, this, and this, and you didn't do it. And 100%, I did not do what he said. Right? So, so again, what, make a point. I know it's kind of confusing because of all of the Tims and penny stocking. Remember yeah. to use last names. It'll, it'll help, help everybody so, so you know. But, but basically, we go back to last week when, when Stephen had taken those big losses and Sykes had hit you up and said, hey, trade a hundred shares at a time yep. dial back. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, you can still lose money on a hundred shares, but you, you're not going to lose five. You're not going to lose five grand on a hundred shares. Yeah. So basically, and, and, you know, and, and, and I had kind of mirrored those comments. I'm like, Hey, Steven, let's, let's cool our jets. You know, you're, you're obviously in an emotional state. One of the best ways to take emotion out of trading is take back the size. I mean, if you're in a hundred shares, you know, it's hard to get emotional because you're looking at a $20 loss or a $100 loss versus a $5,000 loss. And you had basically kind of agreed to do that. Uh, and then, I 100% agree. I, 100% okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no denying. I was 100%. Yes, Tim, 
I will do this. Yes, Tim Sykes, I will do that. Yes, Tim Bourne, I will do this. Like I 100% agreed. And, and I mean, there's no, there's no denying that. I mean, Tim sets out rules. Uh, Tim Sykes sets out rules. Cut losses quickly, number one rule. Number two rule, follow the first rule. It is the first rule. And you must obey it at all times. And, and I didn't obey the rule. And I lost because I didn't obey the rule. And it's just a hard black and white fact. There's no denying it. Like he told me to do something and I did the opposite. This is an absolute fact. Where the gray area comes in, where the argument comes in, is if everyone could follow the rules, everybody would win, <laughs> right? That's great. It's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. So, and when ninety-five percent of traders win, sorry, when ninety-five percent of traders lose and five percent of traders win, is because five five percent have e- either the genetically brilliant or they have gone through the hurt, the pain, and the terror of experiencing absolute disaster to the point where they follow the rules. And I, I think, you know, you know, again, I, I think back to, you know, I, I loosely followed the, the tweets last night. You know, I was, I, w- I was tagged in them. So my, my phone was vibrating nonstop <laughs> all night. Um, you know, and, and I, there were a lot of great points, you know, a, a lot of people, I mean, I had no idea who these people are. They're just people on Twitter, you know, and they talked about, Hey, you know, we, we've done features about chat with traders. Chat with traders is a great podcast. Aaron is a great guy. We'd like to have Aaron on someday, actually. Um, you know, and I, and I saw a couple people, they're like, hey, Steven, you know, remember chat with traders. A lot of these people took five years, seven years, 10 years, yeah. you know, and, and, um, and that's part of what we're trying to do here. And that's part of what you're documenting with, with your YouTube, which is cool is, you know, it's, it's, but I also think it's added some pressure to, I think it's added some undue pressure. Undoubtedly. And I, you know, you know, by, you know, by, by trying to document your journey, which is, I think is cool. It's a great project. Yeah. yeah. It, it's also at the same time, I think it's put a little bit of pressure on you and you're like, Hey, you know, I'm 16 months into this. I'm on a trading podcast. I don't want to take this loss. You know, I'm, 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 I'm upside down on this trade. Everybody, Bowen, Sykes, Rutani, Eric Russell, you know, Phil Godeker, everybody we've had on this podcast says cut losses early. But I think, in my opinion, something that is screwed with your psychology is the fact that you're documenting this journey and you're like, hey, I'm 16 months into this thing. I don't want to be a break-even trader anymore. No, I mean absolutely, and and so many people have said this to me, and so many, and then so many times I've been like, "Nah, you don't know what you're talking about." But whether in some sort of Freudian way it has affected me, I mean, I will never know. And the reality was, I mean, just the other day I sent Sykes an email, and and I tagged obviously Tim and and Mr. Producer in the background saying, "I'm done," and. For about an hour or two hours, even though I'd lost $4,000 in the recent trade, which I've made half back since, it's $2,000 a day, which is good, but I still have no idea. I'm just free falling. But even, even, when I, even when I sent that email, I felt free. I felt free of responsibility. I felt free of pressure. 
I felt that there's, I have no obligations anymore. I just need to be a normal person. I don't need to take on this uh, crazy challenge. And uh, I felt a lot of uh, relief. But within 60 minutes, 120 minutes, 250 minutes, uh, the Jeevan in me was like, you... And, and I had some support of some good friends. They were like, uh, they were basically saying, if you quit this, personally, and from my opinion, I was like, I cannot, I just cannot, I cannot. And then a, a couple of other people said, if you quit this, it's not about the money. It's not about the success. It's not about the story. It's about your internal maturity and development and confidence is growing as a human. And if you let this go, it's going to personally damage you rather than contribute positively towards your growth. And I thought, do you know what it is? If I do quit this, I'm going to hold it for, against myself forever. I'm going to be the quitter that had all of the opportunities, that all of the resources and, and, and basically the capital to do it. And I quit because I didn't want to lose another few thousand dollars because I couldn't trade small, <laughs> because I couldn't stick to basic rules. I quit. And that's just not an acceptable reason to quit. It's just really not. Not after you've done two years you know, and, and, and that's, I agree, you know, and, and, and that's where, um, that, that's the, you know, what that monologue that you just gave, if you had called me, that would, that would have been my, that's, that's exactly what I would have said. That would we did speak like, yesterday. <laughs> you should have given us that monologue yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Four hours after. I mean, I, I you, you didn't give me the chance real time. I'm I'm at the eye doctor and I'm getting texts and Twitters and Skypes. And they're like, what did Steven do? And I'm like, I don't know what Steven did. I'm at the freaking eye doctor here. So you didn't give me a damn chance, man. So yeah, we talked, yeah, we talked, you know, four or five, six hours later. I'm not going to talk your own. Just quit. No, you didn't say just quit, but it, it was tough for both, and and I think that um, I think that for me, especially trying to be the first person in the world to document every week that they can be successful, trade up profitably on YouTube. To be the first person ever to do that is a it's a huge responsibility. And then the podcast got added on, and that's a responsibility. And I expect that there's going to be cracks under pressure when things go bad. But the most important thing is to have a solid support network to bring us around and thank, not going to swear, I have to swear, but thank fucking God, I've got an insane community around me of so many different people that are like, you are not quitting no matter what. You are not letting this go. And so many successful traders are like, you're not fucking quitting. You've got too much talent. You've been in it too long. You're going through a bad phase. And I'm like, I, I love the game. And all of these people are saying this to us oh my God, I have to continue. And, and I'm continuing. And, I, and even Tim Sykes, let me read an email uh, that he sent just, just about two hours ago. Because um, I think it's, it's important to suggest transparency and it's important to say this. Uh, he said, hey man, sorry I got railed up before. Not like Tim to get railed up. I get passionate and I hate seeing students lose. Uh, definitely please do not, capital letters, give up. 
just trade small and practice paper trades. If you must, that way you don't lose anything and can get your confidence back over time by taking good trades. It you it'll make a great comeback story in the long run. So I mean, even Tim Sykes, after we had the little argument, after we both calmed down, he was like, "Dude, just you must continue. It's not. It's a year for Ducks. It's a year for Gertani. It's a year for Roland. But for normal people, it's a lot longer." You know, and so I think that. There's, there's also a valuable lesson. Um, this is not a trading lesson. This is, and this is something I will, will admit I blatantly, it's a philosophy I get from, you know, we, we talk about Joe Rogan a lot on this podcast, but he talks about this a lot. It's one of the downfalls of, of, of social media, you know, and, and, and even online communication, even if it's texting or whatever, you know, you and Sykes got mad at each other, but you're, you're, you're 5,000 miles apart. If you guys were in the same room, it would have been a completely different situation. You know, you're both good guys. You would have talked it over. But when you've got that disengagement, particularly on Twitter, because everyone now wants jump in. Everyone everybody wants to jump in. And now you've got a, you know, a, a gasoline on the fire situation. You know, um, it's like there was this little bit of fire between you two, which happens. You were both emotional. He was frustrated. You didn't listen to him. You were frustrated because you made the the mistake again, but then it's happening publicly. So then the social media and the public thing is just like dumping gas on the fire. So now it turns into this freaking explosion. And and so there's a valuable lesson there. Um, I, you know, you know, if, if you, you know, if you get in a disagree with, disagreement with somebody, take it offline as quickly as possible. You know, Please call, tell, c- call tell that person. Tell, you know, Tim yeah. Tell Tim to call us. Give us his yeah. number. Like, <laughs> because I know, he, I know he hit the f- be reasonable about this, this, and this. And then everything yep. was cool. I, I, like, I, did, I did contact him. I'm like, hey, you guys, <laughs> you know, I was like. Just speak to each other. Just email yeah. each other and talk to it each was, other. It was, you know, I think everybody knows I'm a father. You know, it's like. I've got a son and a daughter. They're great kids. I love them, you know, but they get disagreements and you got to kind of sit them both down and be like, okay, let's all relax and let's work this out. (laughs) But I mean, I mean, that's the thing though. And it's like 50% of the people on Twitter are successful with Tim and they want to be avid supporters and they have him. And then like obviously 95% of traders lose. So there's a big proportion who are against him. And it just creates this epic online war. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be part of this war. I don't want to have this public thing. I mean, I just want to make money trading and be successful. I mean, my dream is just to documently public a successful trading journey in the shortest possible. That's it. But, but the thing is, though, like, it was a disaster at the time. And I remember being on my phone fighting fire and giving some fire back to Tim, being like, Tim, fuck you, I'm losing. <laughs> I'm like, Tim, fuck you, I'm losing. <laughs> I know I didn't follow the rules, but still, fuck you. <laughs> it's not as easy as I thought. Like, of course that happened. And of course, of course I didn't follow the rules. And of course the rules aren't as easy to follow as people think, right? That's, that's the fucking, that's the crux in the argument. But if, uh, if we can get beyond it, if we can grow beyond it, then all of the better for the relationship between everybody, all of the better for the fact that we could broadcast it transparently 
and all of the better that uh, it's great entertainment it's great education and it's uh, something it's another well, I good think you know again I, you know whatever you decide to do in the future and, and that's what we'll talk about towards the end of the episode here but I mean if you're going into day trading especially if you're going into day trading the most volatile of the volatile stocks and you think you're never going to feel the emotions that Steven is, is, is relaying today. Uh, I think you're in for a rude awakening. I mean, personally, I think this is an extremely valuable lesson or valuable episode because yeah. if you don't think you're going to be down in the dumps and you're going to be thinking about quitting, you're, you know, I'm repeating myself, but you're in for a rude awakening because we've all been there. Okay. I've I mean, been there. Everybody's been there. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've never been to the point where I'm so miserable that I can't get out of bed. But like, say for example, losing 4K yesterday, like I was lying in bed this morning thinking I, had, I do not want to go to work. And of course I had to go to work. I was 10 minutes late. But I was lying in bed saying, I don't want to get out of bed because I'm so miserable <laughs> that I don't want to face the world. And if you have to, though, you have to get up, you have to go to work. The, your responsibilities don't stop because you lost the trade. Um, but it's been incredibly tough and it's been hard. And sometimes you hate yourself. Sometimes you lash out on other people. Sometimes you have arguments with your mentor <laughs> because you're so pissed off with shit. Sometimes you say you're going to hand in your resignation and quit because you think this, I, I am going to lose everything if I don't stop now. And these terrible, crazy things happen on this roller coaster. And it is the most glamorous, exotic thing to market. Trading is this most glamorous, exotic thing because it's the best thing in the world if you achieve it, but it's the hardest thing to achieve. Sadly, it's one of the hardest things to achieve. Emotionally, it's one of the hardest things to manage to do. But I think, I mean, a great example today is that that passion that you have for it. I mean... It's just one trade, but I mean, you're back. You're back and, and, and you made a great trade. I mean, LTBR, beautiful. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great setup for your strategy. And yes, I mean, and, and you were back. You know, that's what, you know, again, respect to you. I mean, talk about going to the lowest of the lows and you bounce right back and you're back at the screens, you're back at the scans, you're, you're looking for shares to locate. You're scanning SEC filings. I mean, that shows you've got the skills and that shows you've got the passion. I mean, you're not like just because I, it's because I can't stop. It's because yeah. I won't, it's because I can't stop and I won't quit. And it's on my mind 24 seven. And if it's on Dux's mind 24 seven and he makes a million in a year, then good for him. He's better. He's better than me. But if it's on my mind for 24-7, it means that I'll never quit no matter what. And I might say that I'll quit and I'll be annoyed for three hours, but I'll always just turn around and come back. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's okay to say that you're going to quit. A lot of people said they were going to quit. Roland said that he was going to quit when he lost five grand on tops that he was up on. Everyone, everyone quit. Everyone withdrew money from the funds. Everyone's done this. Um, but the problem is if you are not thinking about stocks most of the time, if you're not jade up most of the time, if you're not wanting to study three, four hours a day every day, especially in your first year, then then I would say, I don't know how much it's for you because it is a 
fucking roller coaster of emotions to get profitable. And maybe I'm a bit more mental than most people. Maybe I disregard the rules more than most people. Maybe I'm a slower learner than some people. But no matter what, it is an insane roller coaster to profitability. I think no matter who you are, would you not agree? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's, and you're, you're, you know, I think like anything, it's like you, you get, I mean, when I, when we, I go back to like in high school football, we, we were an undefeated team, you know, going into the last game of the year and, you know, we lost the last game of the year and, you know, you cry like a freaking baby. You came back the next season and we lost. It's like, it was still a good team, but we had a couple losses you didn't ball because you, you, you kind of been there before my June, you know, it's like, you can't, you can't know what it's going to feel like until you've been there. And I mean, everybody can tell you, I mean, we can sit here and tell you it's an emotional roller coaster, but you know, you hadn't been to those lowest of lows and, 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 and now, you know, you don't want to go back. You, you know, no, but you I could lose even more. I have no idea. I could sure. lose even more, right? And that's that's pro- part of the problem. That's the real, the realism of it. The only thing I can hope is I know the volume. I see the strength. I see the chart. I see the level two. I see the price action of when I lost 4K. And then I see the volume. I see the price action. I see the fundamentals. I see the 424B of when I made 2.2K. And if I can just register that stupid shit in my head that this is what it feels like when you're on a winning trade, this is what it feels like when you're on a losing trade, cut the loss, let the winner run, then it's fine. But you have to feel the pain of losing big on the wrong setup to never play that setup again, to never be tempted. To ne- because you can know it's a wrong setup and still think, do you know what it is? It's not the right setup, but it looks a little bit weak. I'm seeing some little indicator that this is the wrong side of the short, but it might come down and there's no other trades today. So I'll take it anyway. This is the monster of mother of all evils, right? And when the right setup comes, if you have the patience for it, the stars align and you cannot believe your luck when the right setup comes. Like today, the stars aligned. The 424B, the light volume, the downtrend in pre-market short, the massive, massive, massive short in a resistance volume. It had an 80 million day and it collapsed. And it had only traded three, 400,000 pre-market and it had filings for warrants. Like this is a gimme. This is a gimme for a short. It's a terrible long. If you, if you went long LTBR today or whatever it was, you have to study more. But like for me, it's, it's having just the patience to wait for the right setup. Cause I know them. So I think that, I think that's a, that's a great kind of closing statement. So, I mean, where, where, where did, where does Steven go from here? What, what are, well, you know, you know, what, what is your, what's, you know, you're done trading for today. What's tomorrow bring? What's Friday bring? What's next, next week bring? No, I mean, I want to say uh, thank you, Tim, for, for putting up with me on this roller coaster and being supportive. I appreciate it. So a public thank you goes out to you. Um, you've, you've been a good mentor or I haven't been sometimes the best student. I've had to find my own way sometimes. And this is just like anyone who's learning stuff, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, but, ultimately, if you're, I mean, again, I've coached youth sports and stuff like that. I mean, it's like ultimately 
you know, the coach can only do so much when, when you walk out on the field, you got to execute. Do whatever you want. But, um, for me, it's, I will, I will, I blew up a 4k account. I will not refund it. Um, I have a, I have a, an interactive brokers account, uh, with, it was like 20,000, 21,000. I've brought it back up to like 23 and a half. So I've made a couple of thousand back in it. Um, and I'm working to get it above 25. And I'm, and I'm, for me now, my biggest, biggest problem is not cutting losses and not trading the perfect setups. So immediately I can eliminate n- not taking the perfect setup by taking three trades a week. Thinking I'm, I'm literally restricted to say uh, I have three trades. I am not trading a trade unless it's a, a high volume short into resistance. Do you know what I mean? Or a short mm-hmm. into high volume resistance. Or I'm not taking a trade unless it's weak pre-market and there are a ton of warrants and it's light volume. I'm not taking a short. Uh, so that's half of it. And the other half is cutting losses and I'm struggling with it. And I can't say I'm going to be any better than it. I can tell you that I'll not take more trades because I physically can't. I'm physically restricted to three. So I, I know that I can be like, I'm not taking the trade today because there might be a better setup tomorrow and I've only got three. Not cutting losses, I can't tell you where I'm going to be. I can tell you that I can try and be better. I can tell you that I'll try and cut them, but ultimately you don't know until you're in the situation. I hope to God I do. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I've felt the pain. I'm trying to go in with a plan. I'm trying to say if it hits this point, I'm out. Um, as for the podcast, uh, I hope to roll on with it. I hope to document the experience. As for YouTube... Uh, I, I, I can't stop doing the weekly videos. I, I'm the only person in the world who's, have, who's had this idea to document their entire journey. It's, it's too much of an opportunity to ever stop documenting videos weekly. And, and that's where I am. I'll, I'll have you guys as long as you have me until I blow everything up. <laughs> well, I tell you, man, I mean, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing this. I think that, um, I think this is one of our better episode well not our i mean this is this is this is this is you this is this is you and you as well though eh? you're you're part of it on this entire journey right but i mean i'm you know i'm thanking you for for being this honest and sharing this because you know a lot of people you know a lot of people don't share this they don't go on a podcast i mean at this point first of all thank you to all the listeners but you know at this point of summer 2018, we're hitting 100,000 people a month with this podcast. I mean, a lot of people aren't willing to go on in front of a, you know 100,000 people and say that, you know, I screwed this up again. I keep making these same mistakes, but it's part of it. You know, a, a lot of people face this and, and you know, it's just, it, I, I really think it's an important lesson and it's an important part of the journey and I appreciate you sharing and that's one thing that's two things I'll credit Sykes with and and to be honest sometimes the arguments they're never fun they're never fun but it's like I'm like what's gonna come back now it's uh two things I'll credit Sykes with one cutting losses quickly is one of it is the most important rule that no one can do but it's the most important rule that he teaches and two not a trading rule but more an, an ethical standpoint um I really learned transparency from him and I learned to be transparent and he was one of the first to be transparent about everything. And when I started my trading career, I was like, I want to do that exactly. And that is my main fundamental value. 
So I really took transparency from him and I will, I will continue to be transparent for as long as I'm doing this. And I, I have a feeling I'll be doing it pretty much forever. And, and I've said this on a tweet, I was like, I will burn in flames. Uh, I'll, I will rise to the top, but either way, you will see it and you'll see how it happens. So. Hi, this is Jeremy from Zimbabwe, Africa, uh, currently living in Texas, and I like to clean the house while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. I actually don't. My wife's just in the room next to me, but uh, brownie points, you know what I mean? Uh, you can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes like I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Zimbabwe.